You are listening to Bear in Mind, the University of Northern Colorado's official podcast. Join us each episode as we listen to the voices from UNC faculty, staff, students, and alumni as they offer insights of local or national importance. This is your host, Dan N. Cox, bringing you just a taste of UNC. On the next two episodes of Bear in Mind, we sit down with UNC alumni Julian Carey, who shares his experiences as a jazz vocalist, as well as his up-and-coming adventures after college. Julian was also kind enough to share some of his music from his recent album titled Heaven Indeed. Well, let's get started. What's some of the history behind Julian and jazz? So, uh, there's been... I think the history with music has been a lot longer in my family than it has been with jazz, specifically. Uh, You know, on the one side of my family, there's the whole Carey family, and they're, you know, they're all the singers in town. Huge, like, gospel music presence in Denver. So I grew up in that, listening to it, and then eventually singing a bunch of that. And I didn't start playing bass for quite a while. Like, until right before high school, so I wasn't, like my church's bassist for my entire life, the way a lot of people have. But um, yeah, so there was that. When it comes to jazz, on the other side of my family, there's my grandfather, Joe Keel, and he's just fantastic. He's such an inspiration. He's played with everyone, like Miles Davis, Ella Fitzgerald. He's like the guy. So, and I didn't know that for quite some time. I remember I was trying to learn like, so what on piano from Kind of Blue. 1959 mm-hmm. and I was playing it and he was like that voicing is wrong now that's before I knew that there are actually some correct answers in jazz like how did they play it on that recording I said well how do you know I thought this was kind of up to everyone's interpretation and his answer was well yeah I played with Miles Davis and I made the same mistake so how old were you how old was I or, yeah when you when you discovered that Ooh. I was in high school this had to be I was I was like 16, maybe 17 when I discovered that, when he told me, and then when he just told me all these stories. He's got stories for days with everyone, from Charles Mingus to Thelonious Monk, and of course Miles Davis. So. Have, you, have you ever like recorded him and like had, had discussions with him like that? No, or? but I really want to do that. I want to do that. I know there have been a couple people who wanted to document somehow some of the things that he says and just some of those stories and those conversations. It's too long for one podcast. Like, you'd have to have a a whole podcast dedicated to him telling you stories. Right. Because he's a talker. (laughs) He's got a lot of them, too. There's probably part one, part two, part three. Yeah, Yeah. well, there's part one, part two, and then, like, subsections A, B, and C. It's, like, explaining everyone else that was there and all that kind of stuff and, you know, whatever else he was doing at the time. Well, what an inspiration, though. So... You, you, it's, it's clearly in your family. Yes. And when you were deciding on colleges, how did it kind of lean this way? Um, when I was deciding on colleges, so, um, you know, to take a step even further back, I didn't even know that I wanted to do music as a thing. It was just something I, it was something I did. And as I'm kind of trying to figure out like, oh, what do I want to do with my life? You know, I'm thinking about this, like, as I'm teaching myself stuff on like piano and bass you know, and I'm singing at all these places and I'm like, yeah, but what do I want to do in life? And then I realized it's like, oh, I've been doing what I want to do. I just, I realized I wasn't really getting the fulfillment that I wanted out of so much other stuff. And a lot of people don't realize, but I did theater all four years of high school 
and I did choir only three years, and I did band only two. So a lot of people were thinking like I would show up anywhere and just be like an actor, mm-hmm. but that very quickly turned into the thing that I like kind of hated doing the most <laughs> wait say that part again so you, with the music no with acting oh okay with acting. you did not like the acting well, it, okay. it was fine i just didn't get the same fulfillment there was no danger in it the way there is in music and that's kind of what i appreciate about music is there's so much unexpected stuff there's well what's the danger the danger is like you know taking a musical risk and hoping that you, you can trust the rest of the band that they're going to catch you if something happens it's like mm-hmm. obviously no one's going to die mm-hmm. you know there's no true physical tangible danger to playing music it's just it's one of those places where there's more spontaneity mm-hmm. that can happen um so as for what led me to unc um here we have two professors named carrie marsh and julia dollison um they're like I'm really not exaggerating. And if Carrie hears this, he's going to be so the way he is. So Carrie. Yes, he's going to be so Carrie. But Carrie is what he's probably the single most prolific vocal jazz arranger of our time. Like everyone around the world for for decades has been singing his stuff. And this is what's surprising me. Every year that I'm here in Greeley and at UNC, I'm hearing more and more about jazz. Mm-hmm. And it sounded like this is kind of where the culmination is. Is 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 it in Fraser? Is that what's starting this like Greeley and jazz? Yeah, it's been here for, for quite some time. And I don't know what it looked like in the past in terms of people really getting out yeah. and playing, but it's extremely common now, especially now that there are so many more places places that are open to having that. You know, between Tower 56 and Patrick's and, um, uh, oh my gosh, what did it used to be called? Grand Lake 16th Street Tavern, mm. which is now Highbrow. Yeah. And they don't have quite as much of that as 16th Street mm-hmm. used to have. Yeah. Um, but there's so many places where that's just happening in the community. And that's only Greeley, right? We've got Ace Gillette's, Jay's, uh, Crown Pub, all that stuff in Fort Collins. Uh. And then in Denver, mm-hmm. we've got Dazzle and we've got Nocturne and we've got... The Meadowlark and Mozart's and all this and all these places and UNC students are tearing these places up, alums and current students and faculty like we're we're just out there. Mm-hmm. Um, it what a lot of people don't know and probably don't expect is with UNC's jazz program like it is a multi award winning program. It's a Grammy nominated program. Like one of our groups literally got nominated for a Grammy. And, and and I'm assuming this is like year after year that this is going on. Yeah, not the Grammys, but, right? You know, that would be awesome. The, um, yeah, it'd be great. Um, there's the Downbeat Student Mu- uh, the Downbeat Student Music Awards through Downbeat Magazine, mm-hmm. and every year they have a competition for. Uh, gosh, there's so many categories for soloists for and for ensembles, and also for other individuals who are arrangers and composers and things like that. Last year, UNC won 11 Downbeat Awards. Damn. That is most of the categories that we could ever win for because we're not a high school, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so there's that. And then I think this year, I don't remember how much it was. Don't quote me on this, but I heard it was between 10 and 12 this year. So really? UNC has been on the map for jazz for a really long time. Here's a snippet from the track titled up into the silence.
green silence with a wider thing You will kiss me, go out into the morning The young morning So, you, you were here four years? Yes. Uh, what are some what are some of your accolades and performances that you've oh, acquired over the years? Sure. Well, there's all the stuff that happens because of school, like being like the vocal jazz performances and uh, and those things that you just will be a part of through mm-hmm. being a performer. There's some of the non-jazz stuff too, though. Like I was in concert choir for a few years, and my freshman year we did the Mass in B Minor by J. S. Bach, which is like one of the hardest pieces I've ever sung in my life. Um, it was just insane to learn. And that was a big milestone for me because it was one of those times. It was the first time where something was so hard that I almost quit mm. and then decided, no, no, I've got to stick with it. And everyone I talked with about quitting said like, no, 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 get after it. You'll be fine. So that was a big one for me. Um, one of the other big ones was when Vocalab performed with Bobby McFerrin, like literally Mr. Don't Worry, Be Happy. Like that's the guy. Oh, He came yes. here to Greeley yeah. and my group performed with him. Uh, we performed with the New York Voices. We performed with Aubrey Logan. I got this really, really special moment with Peter Eldridge, who's the uh, the bass singer in New York Voices. Multi-Grammy winning vocal jazz group. They were here for the festival. And I told him how much I loved one of his songs in passing. And, you know, of course, I'm just like, oh, my God, not worthy, whatever. <laughs> Fanboy in it. Right, yeah. right. And he looked right at me and he said, you should come sing it with me after the show. Or uh, before after soundcheck. I was like, uh okay and so he came and sure enough backstage he was like oh my gosh let's do this we have to do this and so we went over and i sang this with him and we've just had this great relationship ever since and obviously like the world of jazz the community is relatively small in terms of the educators and Mm -hmm. the accessible stars that Mm -hmm. you'll see and even the really big stars right like there's a bunch of them but the biggest of all everyone really kind of knows them. Mm-hmm. So when I go to something like the Jazz Education Network Conference, which is another place where UNC's vocal jazz group, or the one that I was in, Vocal Lab, mm-hmm. a very successful performance there every year that we've gone. But I'll see Peter at those things, and he's always checking up, and you know, he checked out my album, which was just insane. Um, other performances, though, while I've been here, not involved with the school, I ended up performing with this like Northern Colorado funk group called Archie Funker for a while. It's just like kind of a thing. But then I eventually started getting calls for like, what was it? Junior year I performed with Hans Zimmer. That name sounds familiar. Composer of Pirates of the Caribbean and like parts of Lion King and Inception. Yes. Interstellar, like the guy. So I got a call to do that, like a choir thing for that. And then a year later, I got called for the, for Game of Thrones, same kind of gig with Ramin Jawadi, who's the composer and the conductor uh, of that one, so, uh, of those shows. So your voice is in Game of Thrones? No, no, not like the show. It was just the, oh, live, oh. It was the live performance that happened at Pepsi Center. Oh, and wow. And that was in the last year. Um, man, it's been... It's just been insane. Now I'm like trying to go back and back catalog all the really cool stuff that I've been able to do. But open up the files. Yeah, yeah. for sure. But you know, I'm in terms of downbeat awards. Let's see. I have two young art. Uh, what are they called? Like National Young Arts Awards. It's a it's a competition for people up to senior year in high school. Um, so I have two of those as a jazz vocalist, like as a vocal soloist. 
I think I have three or four downbeat awards associated with groups that I've been in. Mm-hmm. This year, I just won a downbeat award for um, for a composition that I did with another great student named Daniel Thompson. Um, yeah, he's a jazz piano student, master student. He also just graduated this year, and man, he's just one of my best friends that I've met here in just such an amazing creative musician. I just always love the process of working with him, mm-hmm. um, especially on that whole album. Uh, and then, you know, obviously another one of my longest collaborators, uh, Spencer's Weifel, since I've been here, another great pianist. And we've played, you know, none of the crazy big stuff and we never recorded formally together for a jazz thing from what I can remember, but we've performed together and Fort Collins and all over Greeley just all the time. Um, How fun and inclusive uh, of of a profession because I think uh, I, I remember like an astronomy professor saying uh, you know the the network within astronomers is really small you kind of know everyone things mm-hmm. like that I, I, except the way you're saying it with the jazz it's almost like yeah, you, you know everyone, but you can you work you're working with them like you're performing with them and yeah. and the fact that like they're enthusiastic about it too and Absolutely. just they seem so welcome and like to to read, you know, I guess it's to listen to your work too is like what yeah. an honor to like be able to do that. And, yeah, and it's not everybody, but it is so many people who are willing right. to just spend that time and it's great. Um, uh, and speaking of some of that inclusivity, I, I guess one of the other cool things, really cool things I did is I recorded on, I think, two of one of my professor's albums. It's mm. Eric Applegate. He's a super slamming composer, arranger, and bassist. He's excellent. Uh, if you but, ever na- label someone a slamming composer, I'm going to trust him. He's great. <laughs> Eric is fantastic. I love his compositions. They're beautiful. They're, you know, you know, they're really deep. They're just, um, they're enjoyable in every possible sense. The writing is good, but it's a great listening experience. Mm-hmm. They're always interesting and, and going somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but, man, and that had been a long time coming, too. I did this song. I was trying to make an example of some song in a class. And a couple weeks later, he came back and he said, would you, would you sing that song on my album? And so it was me, him, and another professor, our, drum, our jazz drum professor named Jim White. So we did that. And then from off of that, I think before that even, I did a show with him called Theo Nina. It was a tribute to Fiona Apple and Nina Simone that we did in Denver. It was excellent. Again, one of those moments where I'm like, so who's the band? It's like, oh. <laughs> but uh, that ended up happening, and from off of that, we did another album together. Um, I was on a a Grammy considered album called Infancia, uh, recorded by one of our students, uh, Cassio Viana, mm-hmm. and I did some of the vocals on there. And man, his writing was just gorgeous. And from all of that, like I ended up performing with Lab One, our you know one of the greatest college big bands in the world, certainly in the country. They're the ones that like kind of sweep every year. I don't know the last time they didn't win a Downbeat Award. Um, and yeah, so for a lot of our big, big band performances here, I've been, you know, blessed to be called for those. We're running out of time on this episode, so we're going to continue on the next. Yeah, sounds good. I'll see you there. <laughs>